Please take your seats in the heavenly places. I was waiting as the choir was singing because I was waiting for them to prophesy. And that was the last song. When I came in this, this, this night, I told the people around me there that the Lord told me that tonight is healing night. Turn your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 10 verse 38. When I speak among you, I want you to follow what I say by your spirit. Because I do not just speak. I speak on behalf of the Lord. And that which I declare is the intention of the Lord among you. The Bible says, believe in God. Second Chronicles 2020. And you shall be established. Believe in his prophets. And you will prosper. Or rather, have faith in God, and you'll be established. Have faith in His prophet, and you'll prosper. And the way faith works is this it works by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. So, when God is speaking casually, what He will do? A man of the Spirit will be charged into it immediately. You will know that the Lord is the one speaking. And you will make up your mind, like somebody I'm going to read to you in a short while. When you make up your mind to tap into what God is saying, that is when you get the manifestation of what He had promised. You know something? I know a man <laughs> who came from heaven <laughs> and laid a new order. <laughs> I know a man who God spoke to about spoke about him yesterday. He has the authority over all things created. Because by him all things were created. He is the one who created all things. And it was for him. And if someone created something, he can fix it when it goes wrong. Isn't it? Come on now. <laughs> Have you seen an engineer who built a machine and he cannot repair? If, a, if an engineer built a machine, he can repair it. If Jesus is the one who created all things, hallelujah, that is created, then he can fix it. Tonight I want to take you on a journey. If you look at the book of Acts chapter, chapter <coughs> 10, verse 38. <coughs> it says, How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around. We reflected on that today, doing good. He went around, doing good. Hallelujah. Now what good is he doing? He went around doing good, and in addition to the good he's doing, healing everyone under the power of the devil, because God was with him. Where you are right now, I want you to recognize this. This man I'm reading about is here in this place tonight to do that which is written concerning him and if you are watching me right now wherever you are come on he is with you there he is the only one who can be everywhere at the same time because he created all things he created all things he does not speak just for fun he speaks what he has done some of you have been touched before coming to this meeting because your heart was connected to God with expectancy when you were coming. I've told you whenever you are coming to church, always make sure you pray. We are having crusade now, we are having this meeting now. This is crusade, it's convention. Your heart must be conditioned to every night you are coming, you have spent time in the day seeking God concerning that night and telling the Lord, do not pass me by. And asking God to connect your spirit with what he's about to do. And this is what the attitude of every one of us should be. So that if you do that, you can hear him. And when I come to the pulpit to start speaking, some of you must have understood and must have heard that. That is the direction God is going. Now I read the scripture to you in the Bible. Which is informed by the song that... Um, but uh, Pastor Dick uh, 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 was leading you. Let me read it. The book of Mark, chapter 5. It says they went across, verse 1, the lake. 
to the region of Gerazines. One of you who went with me on one of the trips, we went to that region, you remember, when they showed us the very village where this thing happened. These are historians in Israel confirming that this story was correct. They showed us the river where those, uh, those uh, pigs, you know, drowned. But this is story. They went across the lake to the region of Gerasim. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an evil spirit came from the tomb to meet him. Underline that in your Bible. This man lived in the tomb. <clears throat> no one could bind him. No one could bind him anymore. Not even the chains. So when they bind him with chain, he will break the chain. Because of the violent spirits that have possessed his body. And then it says, For he had, been, he had often been chained hand and foot. But he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day, among the tomb and in the hills, he will cry out, caught himself with stones. I want you to imagine this in reality. <clears throat> How much this man suffers. Which means all over his body are sores. Beginning from his ankle, his wrists that have been chained and he broke the chain again and again. Night and day among the tombs, in the hill, he will cry out, caught himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus, tonight you will see Jesus. It does not matter the torment of your life. I say, tonight you will see Jesus. If you are listening to me from a distant land, listen to me. I say tonight you will see Jesus. Ah. He says when he saw, when he saw, and let me help you understand this. Other people I'll be talking about today, two, three scenarios I'm going to be given. This one saw Jesus. Look at what's it. I want to understand what is the sight that is referred to here. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice. What do you want with us, Jesus, Son of the Most High? Who told him that Jesus is the Son of the Most High? Can I say to you, it is impossible for you to see a man with your physical eyes and know who he is. Do you agree with me? This madman had never heard about the story of Jesus, neither has he seen his picture before. But when Jesus showed up, he saw, which means God is saying to you, see behind, be, be, be beyond your sight. He saw Jesus with the eye of the Spirit, because the Spirit that lives in him are evil spirits. So they opened his spiritual eyes, and he saw the Messiah. They drove him to him and fell before him. Yesterday you read it, read it in the Philippians. God gave him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee will bow. And I told you, some will bow willingly like you and I. But some will be forced to bow at the sight of the Son of God. Whatever be the dilemma of your life today, we bow before the Lord. It is not the will of that madman. But the spirit behind him. So when he bowed and fell before him, this evil spirit spoke, swear to God, 
that you won't torture us. This tells you and I that this man, we don't know how long he had been mad like that, but he had lost his mind for all these years. There are people who have lost their peace because of affliction of the devil. People who have lost their liberty before, because of the affliction of the devil. Some people have lost their homes because of the affliction of the devil. Some lost their destiny because of oppression of the devil. Tonight, the King of Heaven will set you free from those bondages. You only have to see with your spirit that the man of Galilee is right beside you. You know what happened? Jesus has said to the spirit to come out. He had asked, he has commanded the spirit to come out. Because when Jesus sight evil spirits, he spoke. There is no record that everybody heard him speak. But the evil spirit knew. He had commanded them. Let me help you understand something. Wherever Jesus is, Satan cannot be. Jesus only needs to come to the scene and every evil spirit will vanish. He is here tonight. I say he is here tonight. He told me that tonight he will begin healing. Yesterday you were empowered. He said today he will start healing. He reminded me of what he had done with me. I was with Pastor Dakwa one day and we traveled to Togo and we went to a village called Klologo. And the Lord had told us, just as he told me today, before we left Lagos, God said, I will do London really. It was the intercessors praying. And God said, I will do a notable miracle on this ship that Apostle is going to Togo. And that village happened to be the most satanic village in Togo. Any Togoli who is here, you agree with me. And that village is so satanic that when the government of Togo sent people there, they killed them for sacrifice. And so they don't have road, they don't have light, they don't have water. Because the government officials are afraid to go. If you go there to go and help them do road or do water, then that will be the end of you. Of course, when we went there, it was not without physical challenge. I would together. I know a man. His name is Jesus. I know a man who is God himself, but is in the flesh. In his appearance, he does not look muscular. But in his manifestation, it is astrogenomous. You can never measure his might. Because he is the almighty. And we are going past everything. We got to this village. As we are turning into the bush path. Around, around the market area. I saw a cripple. Trying to creep into a house. And the unction of the Lord was present to heal the sick. So I told Pastor Dako. Turn your car back. Let's go and get that cripple walking. Pastor Dabba turned the car back. As we came out of the car, the cripple has entered a compound. And we stood. They went to knock the door. Here come a madman who had been mad for 42 years. I have the video of that man. We still have it in our collection today. He had been mad from the age of four. What made him mad? The citizen told us he took salt into the shrine of Baal. <clears throat> they call the bar Kweku. And the moment he took salt in his hand, as a small boy at four, playing, not knowing that it is an abomination in that village, to take salt into the shrine of Baal, evil spirit entered into him, and he went mentally derailed. And because they knew that he was possessed by Baal, which is called Kweku, they had to now leave him. He lived on the streets from the age of uh, four. It was, I think it was 44, whatever. It was 40 years he was mad. For 40 years. And this man sleeps in the tomb, graves. He will go in the night and sleep. And people will feed him. Never bath, never wash his mouth. His hair was tangled like rasta. Wild. When he breaks into the market, everybody take on their heels. As he was standing, 
I was standing with Pastor Dako on my right. Pastor, Pastor Johnson was on my left. And the madman started running towards us. And somebody was running. You know, two people were running on either side of the road. Run for your life. Run for your life. Run for your life. They were saying, run for your life. Run for your life. And I told Pastor Johnson, carry the camera. Anything you see from Lagos. Anything you see film. Because God said he would do a notable miracle. And suddenly, Pastor Johnson's camera was looking at the floor. I look on my left and right. Pastor Daquan, they have come to my back. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> they learned by practical. Amen. You need to go out with me. The apostle you have here, when, when you go to village with me, you will discover that he's a different apostle. And so, I said to them, why are you running? They said, the madman. I said, which madman? If you run for a madman, then you are not come to my side here, stand here. A madman run, and he's chasing you run. Who lives in you? And at this time I was talking to them, the madman was closing, getting closer, armed. When he got in front of me, he stopped. And he started doing all sense that he I said, you are not mad. Kneel down. He went boom to his knees. Who is speaking? I know that the madman had lost his mind. I know the one that is in him are the evil spirit like the madman of Gadara. And I know the one inside me that he saw is the same one that the spirit in the madman of Gadara saw. And I know that he cannot run to me if it is not time for my master to deliver him. I lay my hands on his head. I rebuke the evil spirit. Boom! And they left the man instantly. I took him up. He came back to sanity. Put him in my car. The stories of the Bible is not fiction. We have records of it. I will tell you many more tomorrow. I say this thing because the Bible says it's the same Christ yesterday, today, and forever. It does not matter. He, one day Jesus, Jesus said, Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Maybe the devil has put load upon your head over the years. Maybe it is your children that the devil have bound over the years. Maybe it's your father, maybe it's your wife, maybe it's your brother, maybe it's your country, cousin, nephew and nieces. Tonight, Jesus will break the chain. I said tonight, Jesus will break the yoke. I said tonight, he will lift up the burden from their shoulders. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Every limitation Satan has put in your life, they shall be taken out tonight in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Satan have no right. Demons have no right. When the master shows up, demons run. The one that did not run quick on time, he will, be, he will find himself on the floor. That man that day, I took him to the house where they, they put me. He slept in the room where I slept. Woke up the following day, he said the first time in his life that he slept all night. He doesn't sleep all night. He wanders about all night by the evil spirits. The Bible says Jesus cast out a demon from this madman of God. And these demons, don't worry about, you know, I know some people are interested in Jesus asking what is your name. Just, just, <laughs> we don't care about that. We didn't need to know the names of demons. And really if you look at, let, let me even read it, just to help you correct that time. It says in verse 9, then Jesus asked him, what is your name? My name is Legion. Legion is not the name. Legion means many. That's all. Legion means many, that's all. And Jesus drove that spirit away. But if you look at verse 10, it says, And he begged Jesus again and again, Please don't send us out of this area. Don't worry about that. Every spirit have, you know, look for a body to occupy. And when they occupy a body, they also claim the area the body locates. Are you with me now? But that has not to do with the authority in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You know that madman of Klologo, I named him John. Because he doesn't have name. His name was Madman. So tonight, anyone under my voice that is bound, get ready to depart from your chain and your chain shall be loose. 
Let me show you another person that I want us to see. Here you understand that the madman was not the one, but it is the spirit that saw the spirit of Christ and recognized the spirit of Christ. Similarly, for any man to get a miracle from Jesus, you have to change your sight to the sight of the spirit called faith. Look at the book of Mark chapter 5. In the book of Mark chapter 5 verse 21 he says, When Jesus had crossed, had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue rulers named Jairus came also, he came there also, seeing Jesus fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly, verse 23, with Jesus, My little girl is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed. Understand that this man knows Jesus. Are we together? In this, this story, I'm going to help you understand something. You know, a good number of um, ministers that go using healing, like myself, what happens to them is that at home, at home, many people are not healed as in outside. Do you know why? They are gyros. They have been used to the unction and to the man. This man was used to Jesus. So his faith is that Jesus had to come and lay hands on him before he can be healed. Of course people get healed. But you see, after this man prayed with Jesus, Jesus said, okay, let's go. So he went with him. 24, a large crowd followed and pressed around him. Now begin to note from 25. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. That's the first resume of the woman. She had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. Look at what happened. She has suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and has spent <clears throat> all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she got what was. That's the second thing. She had a condition that is a stigma. A condition that a woman has. And if a woman has it, that woman will feel so much demoralized. All right? The Bible says, the second thing is that the woman has spent all her money. She suffered in the hands of doctors, experiments, x-ray, guinea pig. Every doctor used her to try to, to exercise their intelligence. But instead of getting better, she was getting worse. The Bible says, verse 27, when she heard about Jesus... She came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. But this is Jairus standing beside Jesus, maybe holding hands together. Okay? This is another woman who finds herself in isolation that, look, I am not worthy to be with this man. You know, we understand by facts that when a woman has such a disease in Israel, the woman is defiled. So she's unclean. She is not expected to be in the midst of crowd or she could be stoned to death. Are we together now? But the woman decided to defile all threats and she came behind. And touch the hem, the garment of Christ. So she she penetrates all the you know disciples around Jesus going with him, and the disciples of Jairus who are also going with them. You know Jesus has twelve, immediate close twelve, and who knows how many put Jairus we have. So to reach Jesus, she must have fought her way through and touched the garment. You need such resilience tonight. You know what happened? Why did she touch the garment of Jesus? 
Verse 28 says, because she thought in, is she thought that is in her mind. If I just touch his cloak, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, garment is his, I will be healed. You have to make up your mind today that whatever condition has held you bound, today will be the end of it. You know, yesterday, one of the things God dealt with is memory. Memory. That's one of the things he dealt with yesterday. He spoke a little bit about that two days ago. If you go and listen to the prophecies, say, he who says, I've lost memory, restore in the name of Jesus, because the Lord saw it. Look at this woman. It is her brain that was working. She said in her mind, you have to make up your mind for God to be able to do something for you. If you are a doubter, James chapter 1 tells us, you are like the tossing of the wind. Alright? And he says, such much you never think he will receive anything from God, says the Lord. I know that you are not doubters. I say you must make up your mind. Someone say, I've been praying, I've been praying. That's the reason why God brought such a day as today to put an end to the torture and to bring an answer to your prayer. I say today Jesus will work in your body. He will take care of it. He will break the yoke. He will heal your child. He will heal your mother. He will heal your father. He will bring sight to the blind. But you have to make up your mind. He needs your cooperation. You know what happened? He thought, if I can touch him, I don't need him to lay hands on me. I don't have a house that he can come. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. Hmm? And she felt in her body that she was free from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around and said, who touched me? Somebody will touch heaven tonight. You see, both of them saw. The one who was mad saw. The woman saw. But Jairus did not see. Because he is close. But the woman saw that this is the last opportunity for me. I can't go to the house of Jairus. I will not be allowed at his gate. And this opportunity must not pass me by. You know, there's a song that we used to sing. And I think this song came from this one and the last scenario I will give you. Let me sing it when I talk about that. This man, this man, and this woman made up her mind. You have to make up your mind. The bleeding stopped. And so immediately he stopped. At once, verse 30, Jesus realized that power had gone out of him. He turned around in a crowd and asked, who touched me? Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you. His disciple answered, and yet, how can you ask who touched me? Can you imagine? Even the disciples were there. Power passed through to the woman. The woman was leaning on some of the disciples, you know. Because there is no way she can touch the hem of the garment without touching the disciples. Power came to her body. But those touching and leaning did not feel anything. Because it is the mindset. The mindset. You see, if Satan can make you not to be sensitive at the time of visitation, it's enough for him to keep you where you are. As long as he wants. <laughs> but what is responsible for this? When the Bible says that the woman said in her heart, determined her heart, what do you call that? Faith. That is simple faith. That is total trust and confidence in the Lord. That this is the Jesus, the Son of God. I have heard of Him. I have heard of Him. The one who has been healing and doing miracles uh, uh, is passing before me. Today will be my day. And she dared it. She dared any consequence and touched the hell. You must touch heaven by your faith. That is the reason why in chapter verse 34, it says, And Jesus said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. And be free from your suffering. I have one more to show you. 
faith. The first one that I showed you was the madman of gathering, who Jesus did not need his faith because he is possessed. He doesn't have mind as to exercise faith. So people like that, Jesus healed them by unction or by mercy. I was preaching in uh, one of, uh, 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 what do you call this place? Um, in, in our church, when our church was moving from place to place in New Cross, and town hall, the, the town hall in New Cross. Maybe they will show you that, that picture on Sunday. I was preaching there, and let me tell you, as I was preaching, there was a woman who, there was a, a man who was a friend of Pastor. So I can, I can then. And that woman, the, the woman was the sister of Akin's friend. And that woman has suffered from issue of blood. She bled every day. Every day she, she menstruates. Every day. Every day. It was that woman that helped us to understand how a woman in such condition will feel after her healing. She told us. She said, everywhere I went, I always felt I'm smelling. So she uses perfume all the time when there's no need for it. And she wasn't smelling. She said, my bag, every woman has cosmetics in their bag. My bag is, is swollen full of pads. Because every 30 minutes, she changes her part. But when she, she had gone to everywhere they meet, as in categories, doctors in England, the best of doctors have examined her, given her treatment, Instead of getting better, she was getting worse. It was an affliction. No doctor can recommend something and it can work if you just have natural sickness. But when you are afflicted by demons, <laughs> I've never seen a doctor on earth who has so much intelligence in medicine that can cure a demonic oppression. No, it's beyond medicine. It's beyond medicine. So when the woman was told, she had been to deliverances as well. She said that they have almost broken her neck. She now decided that I'm going nowhere. Maybe God wants me to have this until death, she said. God does not want you to have a bad thing. Understand, the devil has come to kill, to steal, and destroy. God does not tempt with evil. That's the scriptures. So the brother said, please, just follow me to this one. The brother has been to some of our meetings, and the brother said, look, if you go to this one and you are not healed, and you, you, it's like the others, don't worry, you may, not, you may not go anywhere anymore. And he prevailed. And the woman came that day and was sitting in the, in the congregation. He was sitting on my left. This is the aisle. She was sitting on my left in the first seat. And I was teaching on this too. And suddenly as I was ministering, I, you know, I moved when I ministered. I walked towards the aisle, close to her. And we had like a current out of my body struck the woman. I saw the image, heard the sound. Pastor Manu was very, very close working with me then. I think Pastor Sidney was in the meeting at the time too, and uh, Pastor Addison and the rest of them. And the woman slumped down gradually to the floor. But you know, when I'm ministering the word of God, and God is dealing with somebody, I keep on with my word. If somebody has a demon and is manifesting when I'm ministering, I will shut that demon up. I shut up and sit down. Because when Jesus is talking, no demon talk. <laughs> no demon talk. <laughs> and so I said, I left her because she wasn't disturbing. She only fled, fell to the ground. I kept on preaching. I, I was speaking on that day on that man Jesus too. And so when I finished training, everybody left. The people left. She was there. We have to wait. When the woman came to consciousness, she tried to get her. She was fall on the ground again. She would get her. She would fall. So she just sat there until the dizziness left her. When she got up. She ran from her midst into the toilet. And she came out with her pad, which she had before she sat down. What happened was that she said, she changes her pad every 30 minutes. When she came, she went to check the pad. The pad was, a, it was wet, but not very soaked. So she said in 30 minutes, she would have to go and change. But that 30 minutes never happened. That 30 minutes never happened. That man of Galilee met with her. Whatever be your condition today, today will be the last day it will happen to you. She ran out saying, look at, look at. 
The, the miracle the Lord did, not only that, the bleeding stopped, the blood in the pad vanished. The pad she was holding was brand new pad. It was the pad that was soaked with blood. What can Jesus not do? What can Jesus not do? Come on, believe in God, you'll be established. Believe in His prophet, you prosper. I tell you one more. I was ministering at Igodo in Lagos with Pastor Dakpo was there with me. I was teaching ministers about what I'm teaching you now. Understand, for you church, I'm telling you that the Lord will heal you, but at the same time, you have received the healing power yesterday that you can minister healing to anybody. I was teaching them about the sovereign power of Jesus, and suddenly, suddenly a madman came into the cathedral. It's a big cathedral. And the madman was shouting and shouting and shouting. Ushers fled. Wild! And he went in from that section. And he was coming, was coming. I keep on preaching. You know something? Satan must not catch your attention. And you must not give Satan any audience. Okay? When he came to that section, I was in the aisle. I turned to him and I said, sit down. And he fell to the back. And I kept on preaching. And at this time, that's what it was, in terrible fear. All the ministers, they were shocked to their spine. I said, you people look at me. I am preaching. Devil can talk. Because I am ministering the word of God, demon cannot talk. No, it's abomination. When I finished ministering, I looked at him, and I said, you fast pray in the name of Jesus. His whole hair was rusted. The whole cloth was torn to pieces. And I said, Pastor, take my Bible, let's go. And the person who owned the church, who was the pastor there, is my son, spiritual son. I said, let's go. Intercessors have started calling. I said, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Don't touch him. The Bible says, with a command, he spoke and demons came out. He didn't say with a prayer. All the ones they carry people who have demons. Father, Father, come out, come out. It's lack of sense. If Satan will exhaust your energy, what will, what will you give to God? By two hours we went for break. No, one hour we went for break. When we came out, the man now got up from his stupor and he said, the, the ushers stood around him. He said, Where am I? Where am I naked? They said, you were a madman. He said, mad? No. This is the address of my house. We discovered that he walked away from home many years. They couldn't find him because he was walking about the streets as a madman, afflicted. What can Jesus not do? What can he not do? Let me read the last one to you. And then we pray. The prayer work we do today, we will do it together. This is the last one, chapter 9. No, Mark, Mark 10. Let's treat that. We'll treat 9 tomorrow. I want to treat three scenarios. One was a man possessed of the devil. The other is a woman tormented by evil spirit. And this one is a man that is blind. The Bible says in that scripture, verse 46, Then they came to Jericho. When we went to Israel, we were in Jericho, just around the same place. As Jesus said, as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city after a big ministration. A crucified, a blind man, Bartimaeus, that is the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth. The last one we read, when she knew it was Jesus of Nazareth, faith comes by hearing. He began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then verse 23 says, many rebuked him and told him to shut up, be quiet. But he shouted all the more. He raised his voice up all the more. You know, sometimes people are maybe 
proud to, to cry to God? When God is moving, they will pray. A prayer that does not move your heart cannot produce faith. It cannot produce faith. And so by virtue of that, they miss many visitations. When your problem hits you, you cry. Tears come out of your eyes. When Jesus is allowed to heal you, why? What is the problem with you that you can't pray with your emotions? That will not be your portion. Hannah, Hannah of uh, 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 the, the mother of Samuel, she would not have conceived that year if she did not pour her heart to the Lord. She poured her heart to God at the altar, to the place whereby the, the, the vicar thought she was intoxicated. A person praying quietly like this, they can't think he's intoxicated. So the whole of her body must be moving. Maybe prevention she rolled on the floor, crying to God, crying to God. Ah, and Eli said that, hey, woman, if you are drunk, it's not church, you should demonstrate it. And she said, Sir, I'm not drunk. I'm overwhelmed with sorrow. Ah, the man of God said, if a man is overwhelmed with sorrow to the place where he's so shattered, there is one thing left in me. God has answered your prayer. And that was it. That was it. You see, authority that comes from God's anointed can only work with a heart that has bounded with God. A heart that is desperate with God. A heart that has expectancy with God. A heart that made up his mind that today I will be answered. Then when the word comes out, you see manifestation. You see manifestation. Let me see. The Bible says, when he had, he started crying. People rebuked him and said, shut up. But he continued all the more. Jesus talked and said, call him. So they called to the blind man. Shut up. They said to him, on your feet, he is calling you. Let me say to you, whatever the devil has used to intimidate you is over tonight. Anyone who had put you down because of your condition in a short time, they will soon celebrate you. The same people who said to the, to the man, shut up, they are the ones telling to him, share up. When God hears the cry of a man, I tell you, your enemy will celebrate you for victory. The Bible says, the man cried. Do you know what God told me some time ago, which is very true? The man cried for mercy. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And he cried again, and he cried again, and he... Why in England do our warriors shout when they are going to battle? Why in the Bible do warriors blow trumpets, different type of trumpet, and they loud shout when they go to battle? Why was it that God told them to make shout? For the wall of Jericho to, to collapse. Because when you are shouting and crying, everything in you is involved. Nothing can stop your mind. Nothing can hinder your mind. Boldness will rise up. Expectation will be very high. And you can hit the power of God just like that. That's why when people have pain, they scream automatically. Because by screaming, they release the pain. Listen to me. The Bible says, Jesus says, call him. Today, you will hear his voice. I say today, your, your problem will hear the voice of the maker of heaven and earth. And give way. He said, call him. They brought him. The rest is story. He says, what do you want me to do for you? Verse 51. Jesus asked. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. You must define what you want from God tonight. When the Lord Jesus said he would do healing. Healing is not just physical. It could be mental. It could be the mind. It could be the brain. It could be organs of body. Anything that impedes you is a sickness. It could be weaknesses, it could be pains. I remember one day when New Cross, my daughter was having this excruciating headache. And she said she has had it for three days because at the time she was living, you know, we weren't living together. Then I was in New Cross. I was in Bilariki, she was in New Cross. 
And so she, one of her friends, they sat at the back nursing her, and I did not know, and I came up to preach. And as I was ministering, she said she began to pray and said, Lord, please do me. My daughter, because I've told her, your father is not the one on pulpit, it's your apostle. If you cannot identify between your father and the man sent, you will blunder. You will not be blessed by the gift of his calling. Same thing with my wife. When I minister in the office I am, it's not your husband. If you get familiar to me that you think it's your husband, say, pity, I can help you. And so, as she was praying, suddenly the Spirit of God came upon me and I said that that person who had been having a headache described the headache exactly what he said. I said, gone in the name of Jesus. She said something like a breeze blew over her. Foom! The whole head went calm instantly. The tears on her eyes were still dropping down. And it turned to laughter. God will turn your tears to laughter tonight. I say the Lord will turn your tears to laughter. It does not matter the problems you are having. It does not matter the situation. It does not matter whether you caused it or somebody else caused it. Stand upon your feet together. The Lord will put an end to sorrow. He will put an end to pain. He will put an end to tragedy. The Lord is his name. Put your hand where he hurts you. If you are standing for somebody, put your hand in the part of the body of that person that is sick. If it is a sickness of the mind, put your hands in the head, on your head. Put your hands on your face. Ritis caparote me parateleton. Necate meso paralete poli me caprati. As Bartimaeus cried for mercy, Father of heaven. And his voice for mercy echoed in the throne of grace. And the Lord sent his favor. And favor located Bartimaeus. And so that grace given to the Son will work for Bartimaeus. Today, sickness vanish in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Infirmity. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Blind, see, pains, die. I command your joints, be healed. I speak to your organs, be replaced. Kidney, liver, heart, receive new ones. Womb, ovary, oviduct, receive new ones. Lose pump count, healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We stand in Christ in God. From the lofty hill I speak. Out 
rise. For it is written, He has richly blessed us in the heavenly places. Blessings apostle to each person. Come down in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Weariness is taken out of your life. Tiredness is taken out of your body. Frustration is cancelled from tonight. I decree that the spring of God in you will begin to bubble upon you, within you, to your heart and mind. Whatever you have asked from God tonight is granted. One encounter with Jesus. One encounter with Jesus. For the presence of the Lord is here. Master is here. That which you have been praying over for years, for months, for weeks. Receive them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Everyone under my voice that demons are bound. You are losing the name of Jesus Christ. Concerning evil spirit, it is written, the, 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 the strangers shall be weary, strangers shall be weary. That body does not belong to you. You are a stranger in that body. I weary you in the name of Jesus. I command you, run out of the bodies, run out of the homes, run out of the marriage, run out of the mind, run out for the life. In the name of Jesus, with the fire of God pursuing them, Lord. La Rabolosa. It is written, the Almighty has sworn, surely as I plan, it shall be, as I purpose, it will stand. Every manifestation, contrary to the purpose of God for your life, I overthrow in the name of Jesus Christ. Your life shall fulfill the purpose of heaven in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we exalt you. We give you the praise and honor and glory. Thank you. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. It says, and the river, wherever it flows, it brings life. Lift up your voice and begin to give God praise. May it be unto us according to our confession. In Jesus' mighty name we worship. Amen. Amen. God bless you all.